Father, thank you for your goodness. Holy Spirit, I thank you for breaking bondage and shame and confusion off of people this morning. And we just believe you for a mighty time of ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have a Bible, open up to Matthew 16. We'll get there in just a second. We are talking about relationships fittingly. And we've been doing this for several weeks. And I've, I've taught a bunch of principles about honoring people and being connected to people and um, how to communicate in healthy ways. Uh, we've talked about how to be healed inwardly so that you're more able to connect with people uh, you know, outside yourself. And I was thinking about all this, and I was about to move on to something else, but then the Lord reminded me, you know, you can, you can communicate in healthy ways with people. You can learn how to do that. You can learn how to honor people and um, do a lot of stuff in, in the natural where you're doing things right, and yet you can still have problems in your relationships because the devil is fighting you. Yes. Now, I don't like to talk about the devil a whole lot because... Uh, he's boring. I'm serious. He's, he's been defeated, first of all. And then, and then secondly, the devil cannot create anything. All he does is pervert and twist stuff that God created. So a lot of times he'll convince people, you know, uh, all, all this, you know this, this music with these terrible lyrics and stuff. Oh, the devil's so cool because he makes this evil music. Well, he may, he may be helping you write the lyrics, but if the, if the music is catchy, it's because that person has a gift that came from God. So, so anything that you like, in li- if it's good, it comes from God. Now, now, the devil can pervert and twist things and whatever, but, but God is the creator, and so the devil is is boring, and I try to just ignore him because he's sort of like a small child, and sometimes the best thing you can do is just ignore what he's, what he's saying because they taught me this when I was a, a high school teacher. When you're, when you're talking to a kid in your class and you're trying to get him to do something, they say this. They said, Mr. Cornell, make sure you don't argue with your, with your students. You don't argue. Because you're, a position, you're in a position of authority, and when you start to argue, you step down from your position of authority in order to engage in the argument. So like if I needed Cynthia, I'd say, Cynthia, I need you to move down here. And she'd say, blah, 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 blah. And I'd say, you don't argue. You say, Cynthia, I need you to move down here. You just repeat the command. Why? Because I'm in authority. And I don't need to justify the command that I, that I give you. And if I start to engage in the argument, I lower my position and I'm not, I'm not in authority anymore. And so I don't believe in arguing with, with the devil or trying to figure out all this stuff. Jesus gave us authority over the devil, and so you just, you just make commands. And so we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. So... Uh, we don't focus on the devil really hardly at all, but it is, you know, uh, Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant of this stuff. In, in Ephesians 6.12, he says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. So even though we don't like to talk about the devil very much because he's boring, he is real. And there is spiritual wickedness in high places. There are demonic forces that seek to 
wreak havoc in people's lives. There is not, uh, uh, you know, not everybody's on God's team. Hallelujah. There's good and evil, there's light and dark, and the devil doesn't like you. And he doesn't like your relationships. And sometimes he'll fight your relationships. Let's read an example. Matthew 16, verses 21 through 23. It says, From that time forth, Jesus began to show his disciples how that he would, should go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again on the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from you, Lord, this shall not be unto you. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get you behind me, Satan, for you are an offense to me, for you savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of man. I don't think that uh, Jesus was necessarily calling Peter Satan. I think what he was doing was addressing the, the demonic power that was behind what, what Peter was saying. A moment ago... Uh, Peter had just told Jesus that he was the Son of God. And Jesus said, you heard that by the Holy Spirit. So in one moment, Peter's yielding to the Holy Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit. And then a moment later, he's, he's listening to the devil. Well, you, we can still do that. Okay? And, and uh, what was the devil doing? He was, he was trying to tear apart Peter and Jesus' relationship. And this seems to be an ongoing thing. In another instance, uh, Jesus said to Peter, The devil has desired of you to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith wouldn't fail. Now, why does he say that? He's talking about, I want you to keep believing in me. I don't want, I don't want our relationship to be pulled apart. Does that make sense? So, so there is, I mean, there is sometimes a demonic assault on relationships. Now, I've talked to people before, and they're like, I think my coworker is demon-possessed. <laughs> and, I, and I say, well, why do you think that? And I'm like, well, I said blank, 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 and they yelled at me. And I'm like, well, they're not demon-possessed. You're just not nice. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's a balance to everything, right? You need to learn how to, how to communicate in healthy ways. But... There is, you know, real demons, and they'll, they'll fight you, all right? They can also cause physical illness. There's multiple scriptures about that throughout the Bible. I gave you one. Um, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 says that they try to spread false ideologies. They, they spread imaginations and ways of thinking that uh, don't come from God. They come from the devil. They come from hell, and they're, they're terrible. So, and then... Um, Turn over to 2 Timothy 1.7. It's a really familiar verse of Scripture. It says that the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Uh, so he says he hasn't given us the spirit of fear. So thank God he hasn't given us that spirit, but it tells us that that spirit exists. So there's a, there's, sometimes there's a, a demonic spirit of fear that can come on people. What that shows you is that the devil, he can attack your relationships, he can attack your body, um, he can attack your mind, your way of thinking, and he can attack your emotions. Yes. Now, what's that look like? Well, sometimes you just feel fear because, you know, if, if somebody breaks into your house, that's a good kind of fear. You're, you're, you know, your adrenaline will start pumping and you'll be ready to, to do something, fight or run away. But... Um, when the devil attacks your emotions, it's like there's a, a, a controlling, really intense 
supernatural emotion that tries to come on you. So if you've ever just suddenly felt really, really angry for no reason, or like a gripping sadness or a depression that just, just seized you, was controlling or a fear, more intense than normal, it might be a demonic spirit trying to afflict you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, what do we do about all that? Panic, right? No. So it's not really that big a deal. Look at Matthew 28, 18. Matthew 28, 18 says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All power or all authority is given in heaven, <laughs> is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then he says, Go you therefore and teach all nations. So it's like I'm giving it to you. But he says, All authority is given unto me. All power is given unto me. Amen. That means that the devil doesn't have any anymore. Because yes. Jesus took it back from him on the, on the cross. So we all rejoice, and we should. Um, why, why is it then that the devil still attacks people? And the answer is that he's lawless. So the, the devil does not have legal authority. If you're a believer, the devil does not have legal authority to afflict you. But he doesn't really care very much about the law. Because he's the devil. <laughs> okay? And so what you've got to learn to do is enforce Jesus' victory. All right? And so you, you've got to learn to enforce it. And, it's, and, and you've got to learn not to yield to the devil. So in many ways, what Jesus did, it's like He restored us to, to the Garden of Eden. So your, your sin nature has been gotten rid of, and you're now in fellowship with God. Now, we still, we still live in a fallen world, and so that has its problems and whatever. But, uh, but we're new creations, okay? And so we're, we're uh, free to make our own choices. But what, what the devil wants to do is the same thing he tried to do to Adam, which is he came to Adam and he said, or he came to Eve, and he said, you know, has God really said that if you, if you eat this, that, that something bad will happen to you? And, that, and Eve's like, yeah, he did say that. And, 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 and the devil says, well, God's lying to you. Basically what he says, right? And then he says, why don't you go ahead and do this sin? The devil wants to do two things. He wants to get you to believe lies and sin. That's pretty much it. That's what he was trying to do with, with Adam, and the two are linked. He, he got Adam and Eve to, to question the goodness of God, to begin to believe that maybe God wasn't a good God and that God didn't have their best interest at heart. And when they believed that lie, then they went and engaged in sin. And when they did that, they gave their authority over to the devil, and that created a bunch of problems. All right? Well, that same reality still exists today. God's not mad at you. You know, I love Roger and Lorraine's testimony. God was not mad at, at either of them at any point. Right. All right? And God's not judging them and whatever. But when you, you, you know, commit a bunch of sin or you do these sorts of things, it, it, it wounds your heart. And you believe a bunch of lies. It wounds your heart. And so the wound is bad. What the demonic attack is, it's like when the wound gets infection. Gets infected, I should say. 
That's, that's the deal. So the wound is really the problem. The, 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 uh, the sin or the lie is really the problem, but the infection makes it a lot worse. And this is actually why Jesus said, you know, if you cast the demon out of somebody, if, if you don't deal with their internal problems, the demon will come back and it'll be a lot worse than before. Why? Because it's, it's just like if you have an open wound, and you take a bunch of antibiotics and you get the infection out of there, but you don't ever get the wound closed up, you're, you're still in a world of hurt and the infection can come back. That's all it is. But if you start to see demons as like sort of an infection, I think that's a healthy way to look at it. And it's not really a big deal. I mean, I mean, it's bad, but I mean, it's not like something to be ashamed of. All right. So look over at Isaiah 61, verse 1. This explains this. Isaiah 61, 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to proclaim, or excuse me, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim, yeah, proclaim liberty to the captives, and opening of the prison to them that are bound. I want you to notice there's two categories of people there, captives and prisoners. They're different. Prisoners, if you're a prisoner, you go to prison, hopefully, because of something that you did. Right? You commit some sinful act, you commit some crime, and then they put you in prison. So this is talking about that sometimes people are afflicted by the devil in their emotions or their body or whatever because of things that they've done. Like I've, I've ministered to people that were involved in the occult for years or whatever. And if you, if you sit there and pray for hours at, on end, you know, devil, fill me with your, with your evil spirits and whatever, I mean, that's, that's not a good life strategy. Yeah. All right, and he's happy to oblige you. How many of you prayed, Holy Spirit, fill me? Yeah. Does the Holy Spirit a answer that prayer? Yes. Yeah, he does. Okay, the other side works too. So I don't, I don't recommend that. Also, if you're, if you're involved in a bunch of sexual sin or, or some other kind of sin and this, you know, this chronic problem over and over, God's not mad at you. God forgives you. God loves you. But it, it wounds your heart. And it's like blood in the water for, for demons. So you don't, you don't want to do that. And then, and then there's also captives. What are captives? Captives are just people that are engaged in, in the battle of life and they get captured. They didn't do anything wrong, but the enemy captured them. How does he capture us? By getting us to believe lies. If the devil can get you to, to believe the garbage that he says, and if he can get you to engage in a bunch of sin, he can afflict you because you're giving him the right to. Now, God loves you. God doesn't want that to happen. And we're not mad at you. Nobody, nobody needs to be embarrassed about anything. We've all done silly stuff, okay? Now, it's not always because of stuff that we do. There's other times that the devil just attacks us because he's a jerk. It's not evident in the book of Job that Job did anything wrong. It's just that the devil picked him out and wanted to mess with him. Okay, so I think what we've got here are, are three categories of demonic attack. One is just the random things that we encounter on a day-to-day -day basis. Anybody ever, you're just going through life and, and all of a sudden you just have some random crazy thought, just a terrible thought. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's just a d demonic attack. It's a random thing. Yeah. So you deal with that. Um, that's just everyday stuff that's not chronic. 
Then there's two categories of chronic problems, prisoners and captives. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know that this is an exhaustive list of, of the problems, but I think it helps understand a little bit. So how do you deal with each of these issues? I'm going to go through it really quickly, and then we'll practice. So uh, just random stuff that happens on a day-to-day -day basis that's not a chronic issue, you just use the shield of faith. Ephesians 6.16 says that, that you use the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Well, you know, that sounds great, but what on earth does that even mean? You know, some people are like, you know, they're holding up some invisible shield or something. I mean, I don't know. Whatever works, I'm, I'm into it. It's all right. But read Matthew 17, verse 20. So they asked Jesus why they couldn't cast this devil out, and he says, because of your unbelief, because I said unto you, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, remove yourself from yonder place, and it will remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. So they're asking Jesus... You know, what do you do about this, this demonic influence in this guy's life? And he says, look, you just believe God, and then you speak to it. Amen. That's it. You just command it to stop. That's what Jesus did. You just command it to come out. So once you begin to notice this stuff, and if you notice the devil, you know, starting to mess with you, then just, just take authority over it and command it to stop. And say it out loud. Say it out loud. Don't say it timid. Yeah. Say it like you're talking to a dog that don't obey you. Yeah. Command it. Talk sternly. Now, now, I've listened to a lot of people pray. I'm not trying to pick on anybody, okay? But there's a, there's a big difference between sort of this angry exasperation and the stern voice of faith. Okay, it's not, it's not I'm so exasperated and, and angry at the, at the devil. I mean, it's fine to be angry at the devil, but, but sometimes we get, I, I think we're actually outside of faith because we're so mad. I just know that's the case with me and my kids. Like, if I get real mad, I've probably stepped out of the realm of authority. And I'm trying to use my anger to control them rather than my authority. Your anger doesn't control the devil. Your authority in Christ does. Amen. That's a great word, man. That was a good word. I didn't plan to say that. Must have been, <laughs> must have been the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and then, you know, do what Casey does. Do awesome worship that makes positive declarations. Yeah. It's a great way to do warfare. All right? So that's... That's how you deal with just everyday stuff. What if you got some kind of chronic issue? Well, if, you, if you're a prisoner because of repeated sin, you know, the first thing you want to do is repent of the sin and, and forsake it. Right? Now, now, that can sometimes be a process, especially if, you're, if you've got some kind of addiction or something, so you might need to go through some kind of process. But it's not a matter of willpower. It's about figuring out who you are in Christ. And, and letting go of your false identity and believing in, in your new creation reality. But you, but, but you want to, I mean, you, you want to quit giving place to the devil through sin. Okay? And then, after that, you got to forgive yourself. I've talked to a lot of people that they've quit sinning, they've quit whatever the problem was, and yet they're still being afflicted by a bunch of stuff. And I ask them, well, have you forgiven yourself? Well, No. 
Well, that's your, that's your problem. Because if, if your heart says, I need to be punished, the devil will oblige you. And there's a bunch of people that have religious demons following them around, whipping them, and they believe it's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So forgive yourself and then embrace the truth of your new identity in Christ. And how do you do that? You want to let go of lies and thought patterns that you believed when you were uh, in sin. Then what if you're captive? Well, you know, it's not, there's no sin issue. So what you want to do is you want to repent of whatever lie you're believing. Now, you might not know what lie you're believing. That's why you go to counseling or some inner healing ministry or you pray to Jesus what lie am I believing that's empowering this problem? And then when you figure that out, then you repent of it. You say, I, I break agreement with this lie, and, I, and, and then you want to forgive where the lie came from. Because yeah. somebody, somebody taught it to you, usually. Yeah. A relationship, mom, dad, teacher, hopefully not your English teacher. You want to forgive the source of the lie, and then you want to embrace the truth of your new identity in Christ and embrace the truth. So you, you ask God, what's the lie? You repent of the lie. You forgive the person. You ask God, what's the truth? Embrace the truth. So again, what's the lie? Reject that. Forgive where it came from. What's the truth? Embrace the truth. And it's real simple. I've seen demons come out of people doing that. All right? Real simple. What's that do? It fixes the wound. If you fix the wound, the infection's got to get out of there. Now, sometimes there's not a wound. Sometimes the devil's being a jerk. All right. Everybody okay? Okay. Casey, can you come up here? We're going to do an experiment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So everybody take a deep breath. <laughs> all right, so there's no pressure on anybody, all right? Um, if, I, if I said to you, you know, if you have a problem with your knee, uh, stand up and we'll pray for you, would you feel shame or, or fear doing that? No. All right, this is, this is the exact same thing. What I'm going to do in just a second, I've seen this work. I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit will manifest himself powerfully in this room. When I pray this way, stuff starts to happen. And, and um, if, if you've got some sort of problem in your life that's being caused uh, by, by the devil, what can happen is when I pray this way, the presence of God may make it freak out a little bit. And the way you'll know that that will occur is if you've got a physical problem, like a pain in your body, it will intensify, get worse, or it'll move. Does that make sense? It'll get worse or it'll move. If you feel that, it could be that the physical problem you have is at least in part caused by some sort of demonic spirit. Now, don't panic it's not it's not a big deal this stuff happens all the time okay but or or you might start to feel if you've got some sort of 
emotional torment that goes on frequently, you might start to feel that. So you might start to feel fear grip you or like anger or some sort of depression or something like this. If you feel some sort of intense emotion come upon you that is negative, that could be that, it, that the devil is trying to afflict you. Or as we've seen in this teaching, sometimes the devil wants to fight a relationship. So if I'm praying and you start to think about a person in a not nice way, It could be that the devil's trying to fight that relationship. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen. It could be that not much happens, but I think something will. Hallelujah. And so if you sense any of that stuff go on while I'm praying in just a minute, and I'll just take a few minutes, I just want you to not be embarrassed. There's nothing wrong with you. The devil's just fighting you, and we want to pray with you. We want to command him to stop. Okay? So if, if that happens, I just want you to stand up where you're at. So I want everybody to bow your heads, close your eyes. Nobody looking around. Don't put any pressure on yourself. I don't need you to pray. I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit, come right now. Let your glory come right now. Let your fire come right now. Let your fire come right now. Increase. In the name of Jesus any demonic influence in people's emotions or bodies. I just pray that it be made clear right now. Let breakthrough come right now. More. More. Let your fire come. Hallelujah. Sense anything in your body or in your emotions, just stand up right now. Spirit, come. Let your glory come. More, more, more. 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 There it is. Anointing of God. Anointing of God. Fire! That's where the power comes from. Those of you near them, if you see somebody with their hands raised, lay a hand on their shoulder. Don't do anything weird. Lay a hand on their shoulder. Command the demonic activity to stop right now. Breakthrough come. Breakthrough come. Breakthrough come. Devil, get out in the name of Jesus. Fire. 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 
Breakthrough come. Fire. Breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus. Bodies be healed. Demonic activity stop. All the assignments be broken off right now. All the assignments be broken off. Fire. Stop praying for a second. If you're received prayer, look at me. If you can tell something's different, wave at me. One, two, three. Hallelujah. How many of you it was a physical thing? One, two, three. Any emotional problem? How many of you need more prayer? It's not all the way gone. Right here. Anybody else? You need more prayer? Right here. We're going to pray again. If you're good, you can sit down and pray for everybody else. We're going to pray one more time. Let breakthrough come right now. Pray for him again. Pray for these guys again. Pray for him again. More. More, 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 more. More, 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 more. More, 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 more. More, more, more. pray for everybody. We need to dismiss service. Hey, I'm believing for great testimonies from this. worship you. You're good. You're good. We reject the lies that the devil would try to tell us. We embrace the truth of who you are and the truth of who we are in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for wholeness touching people's lives, for emotional bondage, physical bondage being broken off. We just receive it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you. Thank you for being here. If you need personal prayer, come down. You can receive prayer up here. You need more ministry. Otherwise, have an awesome week. If you want to meet Molly and I, we'll be right down here.
you want to sign up for the marriage deal, go meet Roger and Lorraine. They'll be right out in the